This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Kevin Farrell with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Preheat the oven, get your sweet tooth ready because we're baking pies on our show today. What's the best way to make homemade pies with fruit ingredients? What about the crust? And what's the secret to a perfect sweet potato or pecan pie? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by giving us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 You can send us an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Preheat your ovens and get the sweet tooth ready because we're baking pies this morning. What's the best way to make homemade pies with fruit ingredients? What about the crust? And what's the secret to a perfect sweet potato or pecan pie? We're looking for your comments and experiences with us this morning. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Or you can email the show, food at org. Good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. I had an amazing, amazing weekend. Oh, my gosh. Um, of course, you know, we've talked about the fact that we're doing bake sales. On top of that, Kevin, I had the wonderful opportunity of making a presentation at the Thad Cochran Center this weekend uh, to a group of beautiful little girls. It was just absolutely amazing, very heartwarming experience. And we got to talk about the power of being a girl. And it was just one of my, of course, you know, it's one of my favorite subjects because I'm a girly girl. And so it was just absolutely wonderful. I, I Then I had a chance to hang out with my god brother and we had lunch this weekend. So it's just been a lot of fun. I mean, it's Great people, delicious food. What can I say? It's cooking with honey and friends at Deep South Dining at its best, right? (laughs) Pardon me. I was having a bite of pie there. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to tell on you, Kevin, I promise. (laughs) Well, that that crust is delicious. (sighs) Thank you. Okay, so we are talking about uh, pies this morning. Fruit pies, pecan pies, uh, even maybe uh, chicken pot pie. Uh, Pies can be very versatile. One of my favorite desserts. Uh, so we're looking for your comments and questions this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. So, Deborah, you brought in a delicious peach pie, uh, but it's a little bit different than the kind of the, uh, well, we should expect that, you know, you're, it's never <laughs> just the ordinary with you, but really good, great presentation again. Uh, tell us about the pie you brought in this morning. 
Well, of course, Kevin, again, you said it's a peach pie and it's a peach pie with a twist. One of the things um, that usually happens with a lot of um, fruit uh, pies is that you have these really syrupy bases and they're a little runny sometimes. So in order to compensate that, I brought out my go-to champion, which is a little bit of cream cheese, Kevin. And so basically we still have uh, the traditional way that the filling is made with the peach pie with the little brown sugar and some butter. And I added a little bit of nutmeg and vanilla. And we cooked that down and got a really nice thick base uh, with the peaches right in. And we allowed that to cool off just a little bit, Kevin. And then I had this wonderful mixture of... Um, cream cheese and mascarpone cheese, mm-hmm. mascarpone. I love that. It's it has um, it's a it's a cousin to cream cheese, but it's a lot softer and smoother in texture. It can be used in, uh, of course, cheese cakes and a variety of other things that you cook just like cream cheese. I added those two um, elements together. We add a, just a tiny bit of flavoring right into that, and because the mixture itself. It's really sweet with the peaches and the brown sugar. We didn't add any additional sugar to cream cheese. I just folded that right in, added in about um, two tablespoons of flour and one egg, whipped it up really good, Kevin, put it in this wonderful pie crust, baked it for about uh, 25 to 28 minutes to it's nice and golden on top. Oh, my gosh. And then we chilled it overnight and uh, voila. Now, <clears throat> it was funny because you had a little thing on there that if you looked at the pie the proper way, you could see what it was. But if, if it was at the wrong angle, it was. But you you did a kind of a rose design in the middle of the pie. So, uh, uh, trying to be creative this morning. <laughs> it looked good. It was funny because at first I was like, well, what is that? But then when you turn the pie around, it was quite it's obviously. A rose. A, you know, it's, it's, and that's the wonderful thing about pies is you can, you know, do these little very beautiful ornate little designs, whether you're using leaves or butterflies or whatever the heck you want. So this morning, which is really simple to do, is to make a rose and you just take the additional pie crust dough uh, and you uh, roll it out and you cut straight lines and simply just roll it together. That's it. I added a little bit of powdered sugar before I rolled it so it have a different texture to it. And that's it. Quick, simple, easy, and um, a delicious pie. We're looking for any pie lovers that are listening this morning to call in and share your stories with us. What's your favorite kind of pie? Uh, maybe you had a, a, a pie somewhere at a restaurant or something that you thought was really good that you'd like to share with us. Maybe you're looking for some ideas on baking a different kind of pie. Or if you have problems uh, maybe with a pecan pie or a chess pie, uh, if you need some assistance, we can uh, help you out this morning. Give us a call. <clears throat> the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Send us an email. It's food at mpbonline dot org. Uh, the other thing, like I said, that your pie crust was just really, and I think that's, I think what part of what makes a pie separate from maybe some of the other desserts is is that delicious crust that goes along with it. Um, any tips on on a pie crust? Oh, absolutely, Kevin. And of course, you know, I've shared my cheat secret before concerning pie crust. Uh, And I use, for the most part, I'm going to go to the groceries market and buy 
uh, whatever's on sale. The thing that's secret is, though, is to be able to treat the pie crust before you actually pour your filling into it. And the way that I do that, Kevin, is we're going to brush on some warm water. Make sure that water is really, really warm. Not too much water. You don't want, you know, a water settling in the bottom of your crust. Brush on some butter. And then you can add a little bit of spice if you like. I added a little bit of nutmeg right onto the crust itself. And before I pour this particular filling in, I literally baked the pie crust for about five minutes before and took it out and then added in the filling. And one of the things that that will help do, because sometimes when you're baking pie, it's you, right at the base, at the bottom. Sometimes that is not always completely done. And a way to solve that problem is just to simply bake it off for about five minutes before you actually add in your fillings. So that's one of the kind of uh, cheats, not really cheats, but shortcuts uh, that uh, that really you would recommend is are those those um, pie crusts that you can get at the grocery store. And you're, I, I think you're the ones that you kind of roll out on your own as opposed to the ones that already come in the... In the pie tin or, or which one? Well, these are, you can do you can do them with either one, Kevin, but these are the ones that are already in the pie tin. Make your life easy. And if you just want to look like you've been in the kitchen all day, do like I did. Take some flour and throw it <laughs> over yourself. And when you come out and all your guests are going, oh, she just works herself to death. And then you nod very graciously and, you know, and pretend like there's a little sweat coming off, you know, but I'm all for making your life really, really easy. <laughs> We've got some callers on the line. Let's start with our friend Frank in Jackson. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I'm doing just fine, and my mouth is watering just hearing you people talk about things. <laughs> I tell you, it is amazing. Um, it is uh, scientifically proven that the best diet for a person who is trying to improve their health or maintain their health is a plant-based diet. And if you want to go to the next step, then you don't cook your plants and vegetables. So a quicker and easier way to make a pie All right. is to make your crust out of uh, medjool dates and uh, probably pecans, and you could put in some mulberries. And it'll give you a nice, crispy, very sweet crust. And then you take your filling... And you make your syrup by putting your fruit in a blender, blend it up, uh, throw in some dates if it's not sweet enough for you, uh, and season it just like you would season a regular pie. Put that in your pie crust, which is basically nuts and, and fruit, and then put a crust on top of it. And you don't have to put extra sugar. It's amazing that when you cook fruit, it doesn't get sweeter. It kind of gets bland, which is why you have to add all that sugar. Just like with beets, when you cook beets, it's not sweet anymore. You have to add sugar, but raw beets are used to be the main source of sugar in Europe. Uh, so that's how you do it without cooking uh, all the, the life out of your food. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to taste some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not 100 percent, you know, because I get my B12 from. Trump. I, I eat a piece of chicken every now and then. Frank, but. you are hilarious. But the thing that I say to people seriously, and, and I, I, I am a practitioner of this mindset, your healthy life starts from the inside out. It really is how you think and feel about everything, Frank. And, and 
along with having healthy alternatives, if the inner person is not full of joy, love, peace and happiness, you can eat all the lettuce you want and still not be a very happy soul. So it, it one of the things that, you know, I'm hoping that we're sharing with the state of Mississippi is have a delicious life. And w- when I say that, what I mean is live your life from the inside out, along with having all these yummy treats that we do every Monday. I really want people to have a life full of love, full of peace, love on the people that are around you. Enjoy the sunshine. Go find a Natchez Trace trail and walk on, ride your bike. I mean, live your life. All right, uh, Frank, one question before we let you go there on the on the crust. Do you do anything to help bind it together or do when you grind up the nuts and things, does it kind of uh, stick together once you kind of press it down oh, into the pie oh, plate? Yeah. It's, it's, it's very sticky. Okay. You don't have to worry about that. And if you want to extra stickiness, then you put in some philly and husk. Philium husk, very little, and that'll give you uh, uh, the craving that you generally get when you want to eat wheat. I've uh, had psyllium husk before, Kevin, and we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't eat it by itself. Oh, my God, Frank. No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. All, All right, right, Frank. Guys, thanks thank for you. the call. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got some pie lovers on the line to talk to. We'll go to Natchez to talk to Steve, James in Senatovia, our friend Marlou in Jackson. We've got an open phone line, so if you'd like to join in, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Email the show food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. Support for MPB comes from C Spire Business Solutions, helping businesses move into the future with next-generation fiber-optic Internet access. More at 855-C-SPIRE-2. C Spire, customer-inspired. MPB is getting its very own car tag. But first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about pie this morning. Your favorite kind of pie, uh, let us know. Or if you uh, need some help on maybe uh, baking a a pie, we can give you some assistance as well. And a reminder, uh, your favorite podcast is now available. Uh, We have, if you have your podcast app, all of our local shows are now available for you. Uh, So subscribe to Deep South Dining today on your podcast app for your smartphone. 
And that way, uh, if you ever miss the show on Monday or if you need to go back and maybe reference a recipe that Deborah or one of our callers uh, talks about, you can have that uh, readily available for you. Anybody that has an iPhone, there is a podcast app already included. Uh, It's a little purple uh, app with a um, looks like a guy with... um, rings around his head there, but um, I didn't even know I had that, but I did, and I'm subscribed as well. We're having sort of an informal, a fun competition among all the local shows here uh, to see who can get the most subscribers to this new podcast. Uh, So if you are a fan of Deep South Dining and you have a smartphone, uh, get your podcast app open and subscribe to Deep South Dining. We certainly would appreciate it. Let's go back to the phones. We will start uh, again in Natchez. Steve has called in. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning, Miss Deborah. I want you to know you are a ray of sunshine on a cloudy day, without a doubt. Oh my gosh, you are so sweet. Thank you so much. I enjoy the show. Look, uh, I've got my grandmother's one hundred and ten year old pecan pie recipe. Oh my gosh! And this recipe is so old, and it's in, I still have it in handwritten form, and everyone in the family and others use it. Her. Uh, Part of her recipe calls for one lump of butter, and in parentheses, she wrote on there, size of egg. <laughs> so in other words, this is this is back from the days when you got butter in big old giant uh, blocks. And uh, so we narrowed it down to being three tablespoons of butter, which we add. Now, I also feel like I'm a cheater because I do not make my own crust. I do buy the frozen deep shell pie crust, but I follow directions on the recipe exactly as written, and this pie turns out perfect every time. I mean, it is absolutely delicious. And my, you know, my uh, advice to anybody out there, especially with the holidays coming up, which is when, uh, you know, you have more of the pies and stuff like that, if you've got a senior relative, and, and, you know, that you're going to spend time with, spend time in the kitchen with them. Absolutely. Learn the recipes in which they they are showing you Write it down, because when that person's gone, if it's something that you really like, whether it's a pie or whether it's any other dish, you you know, you have to have it written down and do exactly like they say, or it could be lost forever. You are absolutely right. Um, w- one of my uh, mentors, Les Brown, was doing a uh, conference, and in this he's t- telling about one of his really great friends who was the cook for the group of people always and they say they called him boo and boo made the best food and they would all talk about it but boo passed away and nobody had his recipes and they were talking at the memorial service about how all of those gifts left with him and and you know it's it's being able to pass on from generation the fact that your grandmother wrote that down forever your family your children's children children will have a piece of her so i always tell people to do that now we have so much technology to make saving recipes and memories and photographs so much easier. So take advantage of that. I know everybody's on Facebook, but use some of that technology to create archives for your families because it'll make a difference years from now. It does. My my, my mother passed away two years ago, and I've got all I have all of her cookbooks that she had, and even in like the River Roads cookbook, which is for anybody out there that needs your basic beginner's cookbook, it still is one of the best out there. But on every page of any recipe that she used, if she made any adjustments to the recipe, she had it written down in handwritten notes herself. So it's just, it's priceless. There's, there's, not, there's no books that I have that are more valuable than my mother and grandmother's cookbooks. And again, her, my grandmother's pecan pie, you bake it at 300 for one hour exact. 
I, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't even have to stick a toothpick in it. To see if it's done. <laughs> no, because no, if you do it exactly like her recipe, it turns out right every time. But just want you to know I really enjoy your show and hope people out there to listen to what I've said about, you know, with, with especially with the holidays coming up, make a note of, of spending some time in the kitchen with that person who makes it delicious pie that or, or cake or any dish that, that you enjoy and i really enjoy your show thank you so much thank right. you how sweet thank good call steve you know and i would say to encourage you if, if it's a family gathering um you know uh, get three generations of the family in that kitchen together because not only are you going to enjoy that great food but you can imagine just the kind of stories uh, that will come out when you spend time together and it would be really a great way to uh, send along family traditions to to your kids and as as steve mentioned also a great way to present these food traditions from generation to generation. Absolutely, Kevin. Um, one of the greatest memories I have was actually being a guest at a friend of mine's house, the Ashmores. Every Christmas, the grandmother and grandfather sit at the head of the table, and their family tradition is, is that all the children that are old enough to go in the kitchen to cook have to prepare a dish from the oldest to the youngest, and they each allow the grandparents to taste their dish, and then the grandparents says a blessing over them. And they have to reserve the recipes that they, each person prepared that year. I mean, how amazing is that? Uh, let's move along. Our friend Marlou is on the line from Jackson. Good morning, Marlou. Good hey, Mar- Marlou. Guten Morgen. I'm getting so hungry for some pie. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was telling the, the person who answered the phone, I have such happy memories of my late mother-in-law baking pies. She lived in Ohio. We lived in Indiana. So on, on special holidays, we would get together and go to our house. But anyway, I found a photograph of myself and my sister-in-law and my, mother, my late mother-in-law. I had on a black party dress and an apron on because I was getting ready to make a pie. She was going to teach me how. And she made the crust with I believe lard, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, so this pie was just out of this world. <laughs> and she she many times made cherry, cherry pie or apple pie or peach pie. And on top of that, we would eat ice cream. <laughs> I do miss her so much. And, of course, I miss her good cooking. And my sister-in-law lives in Ohio, and she also is a wonderful uh, baker and she she ba- she bakes very very good pies and I wish I could go home back to you know to that part of the country and just visit her and eat some of her pie. Oh wow, yeah. what sweet memories it is! Very it's- sweet memories. It, it's a wonderful show. I enjoy it so much. Have a great day. Auf Wiederhören. All righty, thanks, Marlo, for Thank the call. Thank you. This is uh, Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about pies this morning. So if you have a favorite pie or maybe a story connected with pie, we've heard a couple of those already this morning. Or uh, if you have trouble making a pie, some of the pies are a little bit more difficult to make. I know pecan pies uh, are, are can sometimes be tricky. So anyway, uh, we've got some open phone lines. So you pie lovers, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or you can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. Uh, let's go to Bill, who's called in from Greenwood this morning. Bill, not all pies are sweet. Uh, pot pies certainly are tasty. Hi, good morning, well, Bill. Yes, how y'all doing? Yes, I've got two questions about pies. First of all, my very favorite is mince pie, and I can't find it anywhere. I haven't had it for years. And my second question is... Uh, 
pot pies, I, I, I don't care for the store-bought too much, but I love the Kentucky Fried. But I was wondering if there's some way that, that I could make a pot pie by myself without being so much detailed. Is it a quick and easy recipe for pot pie? Oh, absolutely. Once again, we're going to start with a deep dish store-bought uh, pie crust because we want to make it really easy on ourselves. And you're going to brush in, again, a little bit of warm water and butter. Now, since you're already in the grocery store, and you know, especially at Kroger's, they have these um, rotisserie gold chickens that are already prepared for you. Grab you one of those. You also want to grab a jar of your favorite Alfredo sauce. And along with that, you want to get a a bag of mixed peppers, if you like, some mushrooms, whatever uh, vegetables that you want to add that come in the bag. Sometimes you can get them uh, 10 for 10, which is always fun to me. I feel like I'm getting treats when I get that stuff. And you simply want to pull the chicken off of the bone, cut it up into, you know, finely uh, chopped pieces or chunks. It depends on how you want your bite. You're going to fold in your vegetables and you're going to add in your Alfredo sauce and maybe just about a teaspoon of flour, not too much. And then you're going to stir that all up, pour it into your pie crust. And if you want to get really fancy with it, you can take a second pie crust so you don't have to roll anything out and just simply press it against the top of that Brush on again, some butter and some water, pop it in the oven until that pie crust is golden brown and you're done. And you will never go to Kentucky again, I promise you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, what about a mince pie? Do you know anything about a mince pie? I absolutely do not. (laughs) So, But you know what we will do? We will find out about mince pies. And I might even, uh, who knows, fix a a mince pie and Kevin and I'll check it out and tell you about it. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Bill. Good to hear from you, Bill. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're talking today about pies. Uh, You know, Bill just asked about a mince pie, a mincemeat pie. If you're familiar with that, uh, give us a call and let us know uh, at 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. You can always send us an email to food at mpbonline.org. Let's go back to the phone lines. Off to Gulfport we go. Reba has called in. Good morning, Reba. Hey, Reba. Good morning, y'all. I hope you're having a pleasant day. Fantastic. Same to you, girl. I just got back from Wisconsin. I was up for my niece's wedding. We did not have wedding cake. We had pie. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We had blueberry pie. We had raspberry pie. We had cherry rhubarb. Lemon meringue, Dutch apple, you name it, it was on that thing, along with 200 cupcakes and six pans of snickerdoodles. (laughs) (laughs) That is quite a spread. That's enough happiness to last your lifetime. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's a show. Oh, you should have seen the kids on the dance floor. I mean, the little toddler. Oh, they were all over the place. That's absolutely fantastic. Actually, there's um, a wedding reception that's coming up, Kevin, uh, this month as a coworker of ours. And the thing that one of the things that we're going to do is there's going to be a cheesecake table instead of a traditional cake for the groomsmen. There's going to be chocolate cheesecake and a few other yummy things. So it doesn't always have to be the traditional standards at weddings, but a pie wedding sounds like a whole lot of fun. All right. 
It was a blast. <laughs> All right. Reba, thanks for the call. Uh, this is Deep South Dining. Time to take another quick break. We've got some callers on the line to get to when we get back from the break, but we've got some open phone lines as well. So if you're someone who enjoys a good piece of pie, give us a call this morning and let us know at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can always send an email to food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. Public Media app is available now. Watch MPB TV, listen to MPB Think and Music Radio, and stay in the know with MPB News. Search for the MPB Public Media app in the App Store and Google Play stores today. Your favorite MPB Think Radio shows are now available on your favorite podcast app. So open that app and subscribe to any local program you love, like Everyday Tech. Android does have the most delicious operating system, I find. Jelly, jelly beans. The Gestalt Gardener. What's up? What you got going on? And, of course, MPB's Season Pass with myself, Sam Wells, and Jay White. That's my guys, man. So what are you waiting for? Go search and subscribe today. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with uh, Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We are talking about pie this morning. And we've got some uh, phone lines jammed up, so let's immediately go back to the phones, beginning again in Clinton. Anne has called in. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, the gentleman that was asking about the mince pie. Right. Uh, okay, we used to have it all the time at my house. Uh, the way I did it was my regular pie crust and a company, if you know who Elsie the Cow was. <laughs> it was in the grocery stores in a, in a bottle. You just went in and picked up the minced meat pie mix and came home and put it in a pie shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Uh, but I meant to tell her, too, I wanted to tell you experience with the pecan pie. Uh, as a young bride, I decided to cook a pecan pie. Well, we lived adjacent to a uh, drive-in theater, and we could see the movie, but we couldn't hear it. So after the pie was in the oven, he says, let's go watch the movie. So we get in the car and drive over there to hear the movie. I come back, I turn the oven back on, <clears throat> cook the pie, got it out. The the uh, shell had risen to the top underneath the pecan. <laughs> <laughs> and because it did, he wouldn't eat it. Oh! So I took it to the office the next day, and they just gobbled it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's talking about a mince meat pie, and you can get the mixture if you want it. All right. 
Thank you. Thanks for the call, Anne. Uh, another quick uh, pie story, the the pecan pie. My brother tried to make one for um, Thanksgiving one year, and it didn't quite work out. The, it was a little bit soupy, but we found out that if you just – it was sort of kind of like what Ann was saying. It was a reverse thing where instead of the ice cream being on top of the pie, what we did was just kind of ladled the, the mixture on ice cream, and so it was sort of like a, a pecan oh, pie wow. topping for ice cream. So, wow. yeah, I mean, uh, it, you never let a good pie like that go to waste if it doesn't come out exactly the way you're looking exactly, for it. Exactly, you Kevin. You'll get some good good stuff out of it. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's move on. Next, our friend Kathleen from Osaka is on the line. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. I, I got a, uh, a little tip for Bill. He, You know, if you're cooking for one, it's hard. But when you get the pie crust, and he was mentoring savory, Mm-hmm. So you use an egg wash instead of the sugar for the savory, and a light sprinkling, a light dusting of a McCormick's poultry seasoning does wonders. And you can pick up a chicken breast from any chicken place already fried. You put it to the side. You pick up a pack of frozen soup vegetables. All you have to do is rinse them, add that packet of McCormick white pepper gravy and McCormick brown gravy. You could either use the chicken or the beef. After you stir them together, you pour your, put a little layer of the chicken, a little layer of the vegetables, and a little layer of the uh, gravy, and do it again. And you use the other uh, top of the pie on top. But I let my mixture cool before I put it in that bottom, even though you bake it off a little mm-hmm. bit, sometimes, it, like you said, it gets it soggy. So I, I bake it first, let the mixture cool, put it in, put the top on, and then put it in. Now, there should be enough stuff there to make two pies, Bill. So what you do is let them both cool completely, and you wrap one up real good in foil so it won't get smushed on top. And you can have one for another day and one for that day. And two, Kathleen, uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because Kevin and I talk about that quite often. Being single, you're trying to figure out ways to do it. But even if you don't want to use the larger pie shells, the stores are so sweet now. They make these tiny little pie oh, shells. Yeah. And so you could do the individual pie shells. And I think like the the last container I bought, it's like um, at least eight little miniature pie shells in the little thing. So it works out perfectly. But when it's really good, I could be a little piggy and eat all the pie. <laughs> you know? Kevin was talking about massage and the recipe. There's not much left to massage with. <laughs> oh, and a good cookbook to look for, especially in uh, flea markets, for old pie recipes. They used to have the telephone company and electric companies put out cookbooks from their staffers, mm-hmm. and they did that over the years. When you find one, pick it up because they usually have old-time recipes, mm-hmm. and lots of pies, custards, and things like that that you don't usually find. Right. I know the phone company uh, recipe book is called The Best of Bell, and uh, you're absolutely right. To be able to find those at uh, garage sales or thrift stores is always so exciting to I me. got one for a dollar, and I love it. <laughs> it means so much more now that I know it's cheap and good. <laughs> exactly, girl. All right. Well, have fun. Thanks Thank for the call, you. Kathleen. Uh, let's move on now. Been a busy day on the phones where we talking about pie. Uh, Stephen's called in this morning. Good morning, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Good morning. I was just wanting to add a little bit in. Um, 
the lady that was talking about the mincemeat in the glass jar, the name brand that is typical, at least in the Hattiesburg area, is called None Such, N-O-N-E-S-U-C-H. Okay. And the only thing I do is add maybe a little bit of apple juice or something like that to make it a little bit more moist before putting it in the pie shell and putting the top on. And Fantastic. Adding the egg wash on top, of course, does make it a nice, you know, glistening top. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to add that in, and that's about all I can say at the moment and have to run, I'm afraid. All right. <laughs> Stephen, thanks for the thanks call. Good tip there. And, you know, the, we talked about that, but, yeah, the egg wash really does... Uh, add some almost a luster to the the shell. Absolutely, the, uh, crust. and, and the, th- the thing for a good egg wash, Kevin, um, is to make sure that water is at room temperature and to wisp that really, really well. You don't want to see any um, streaks of yellow in that. You want to make sure that you wisp it up really well before um, you actually brush it onto your pie. Let's uh, go to Tupelo for our next call. Betty's on the line. Good morning, Betty. Hi, Betty. Good morning. How are y'all? Doing Fantastic. Good. Well, the caller before me beat me to the dunstone. <laughs> <laughs> but they also make a block of dried nonsuch. Mm. I don't know how they do it, but it has a really good recipe for mincemeat cookies. Mm. Wow. And I have used that for a long, long time. Right now, it may be hard to find in the grocery stores because it's kind of a Mm winter-type dessert or treat or whatever. Right. Um, But you need to try that next time you have a uh, a show about cookies. Try those. It's easy. All you have to do is rehydrate it. It comes. It's a block. Okay. But try it. It's really good. My children loved it long years ago when they were in the cookie-making age. They're grown now. All right. Well, hey, well, you, I, to me, I, was, I still you like can cookies. Never grow out of cookie age. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Betty, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you this morning. Uh, we're talking about pies this morning, and we have uh, talked a little bit about mincemeat pie. Our uh, friend Liz Gill, who works here, was answering the phones today, came in and said she's a big fan of it. And she did mention that it's sort of a sweet, but there is some savory. And I just uh, looked up on the Friends of the Food Network, uh, just to give you an idea of the ingredient list there. It's two Granny Smith apples. Eight ounces of golden raisins, six ounces of dark brown sugar, four ounces of dried figs, two ounces of dried cherries, two ounces of beef suet, one ounce of crystallized ginger, uh, pepper, pepper, so on and so on. But you can see and that a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> but as Liz said, it's it's a lot of fruit in there, but there is uh, a little bit of savory uh, with the in this case uh, the beef suet there. So uh, that. Uh, uh, is how you would do a mint. So I guess it's either mince or mince meat. I guess that the terms could be used uh, interchangeably. Fantastic, Kevin. Well, we'll have to try that during the Christmas holidays. Maybe we'll make some mince meat tarts. All right. So that brings up a question: the difference Ta-da! between a pie and a tart. <laughs> Well, tarts are open-faced pastries, Kevin, and that's the only real difference. And, you know, with a pie, the traditional idea is to have an encasing on top. Um, But for a tart, 
uh, you have these wonderful and you can even buy tart shells in the grocery stores. I mean, they just making your life so much easier, whether you want to do the rollout pastry tarts or you want to do the ones that's already in the tins for you. But um it is. Um, and and then a lot of times, Kevin, the the pastry itself can uh, be interchangeable from a d- uh, traditional pie shell itself. You may get a lighter, fluffier type of pastry. Uh, and but it's just usually open faced. And so you have these and then you can. Um, and for me, I'm very visual. So to be able to layer your beautiful apples in this open faced tart or to place your tomatoes, because, again, it doesn't have to be sweet. It could be savory uh, and, and to be able to do them that way. And again, a quick uh, uh, reference here from Google uh, looks like uh the non-touch mincemeat does come in either jars or it also is uh, condensed in a box. So it looks like it's available out there. So if you're interested in trying uh, a mincemeat pie, uh, the Borden Nunsuch, N-O-N-E-S-U-C-H, looks like that might be a good way to go uh, to get a little bit of a shortcut there. So, um, And we've just recently added a couple of Chromebooks here in the studio, so that uh, certainly helps me out. It's able uh, quickly to do a search when we talk about things, and so it makes me sound uh, like I know what I'm talking about, which of is always good. Of course you know what you're talking about, sweetheart. <clears throat> let's, take, uh, <laughs> let's take one final break this hour. We've been talking about pies and getting some great calls. We've got some open phone lines now, though, so if you'd like to join in and talk about your favorite kind of pie, the phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can email the show, food at mpbonline.org. Back to wrap up our discussion about pies after this. Radio Reading Service is here for you. Our dedicated team of volunteers bring the world of news and entertainment to you. For information and to see if you qualify, call us at 601-432-6301. Your favorite MPB Think Radio shows are now available on your favorite podcast app. So open that app and subscribe to any local program you love, like Everyday Tech. Android does have the most delicious operating system, I find. Jelly, jelly beans. The Gestalt Gardener. What's up? What you got going on? And, of course, MPB's Season Pass with myself, Sam Wells, and Jay White. That's my guys, man. So what are you waiting for? Go search and subscribe today. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back 
back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. It's Pie Day today. We've been talking about pies and had really a great discussion. We've gotten a lot of phone calls, so that whole thing about American as apple pie must really be the case <laughs> because uh, this has been a busy day on the phone. We always love to hear from you, your 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 stories, your suggestions, your comments, and, and your favorite uh, foods as we talk about each Monday on Deep South Dining. Speaking of apple pies, let's go to Don in Oxford. Good morning, Don. Hi, Don. Hello. Good morning. Hey there. What uh, you... I missed part of the show. I'm not sure if anybody mentioned this or not. My favorite pie is an apple pie. Mm-hmm. And uh, years ago, my aunt invited me to eat with her and had a homemade apple pie and asked me if I wanted a slice of cheese to go with it. And it was sharp cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. And something about those two tastes was just great. You're right. Uh, that's... I, yeah, sharp cheddar cheese and apple pie. That's an odd combination, but you're right. That uh, it's. I think it's one of those competing taste buds or something. But when they mix them up together, just it, that's really good. Kevin, you great. can put cheddar cheese on anything, and it's good. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I had a question too. Um, I'm not. A, I mean, I, my wife is not a sweet eater, so we don't have many pies. But I have tried to make an apple pie or two, and um, using some recipes. It, the ones I've made turn out. The filling turns out a little dry using you know using raw like Granny Smith apples and, uh, you know, brown sugar and cinnamon and so forth. But I can't quite get the uh, the feeling to turn out, you know, moist enough. So are you are you pre-cooking your feelings, like cooking your apples down? Because apples will produce um, water in and of themselves. So once you slice those apples up in and in, uh, place your butter and sugar in a saucepan, and allow those apples to cook down, you really should have enough liquid uh, consistency to create that yumminess that you're looking for. The other thing is is to check if you're adding perhaps maybe flour into the filling to reduce the amount of flour that you may uh, be adding, if you're adding any at all. And usually uh, recipes call for uh, some added flour in there, so you may want to reduce that uh, a little bit. Uh, I think recipe I use just call for brown sugar and uh, cinnamon and butter and just kind of mix the apples up uncooked, but I should cook the apples. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and pre-cook those apples down. It just always makes, uh, you know, because you you want that yummy uh, liquid that you're looking for. Uh, But if you slice those apples up... And uh, one of the other things that I usually do is once I slice my apples and I love granny apples, uh, Macintosh, you know, I just love a variety of apples when I'm making my pie is to slice them up and then uh, soak them for a few minutes in lemon juice actually before I add them into my saucepan. Not only does it, you know, help to preserve the color, but you get a little extra flavor as well. But once you slice them, uh, warm your butter up. Uh, and add your apples directly to the butter and then add your brown sugar and reduce the heat and just kind of let it just uh, simmer and cook into those apples are nice and tender. All right, Don, uh, thanks for the call. Good luck. Hope you can get that uh, good apple pie flavor that you're looking for. Uh, let's go next. Chris has called in from Gulfport today. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all doing? I'm enjoying the the food comments this morning, man. I'm really getting hungry by the end of the day. <laughs> I'm going to be a pie-eating individual. <laughs> 
but I've got a question for you. I've got a lot of mangoes that I just picked up at the grocery store, and I was wondering what I could, how I should prepare them if I wanted to put them in a pie. Oh, wow. Well, you can do that a couple of ways. You can actually um, parade your mangoes and create a nice base that way, especially for me. I am guess if anybody's listening, know that I love cream cheese. Well, so- yeah. Um, <laughs> but my question is, should I skin them first? Because I don't want to go ahead and have anything toxic in the middle. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Without a doubt, uh, you, you definitely want to prepare them prior to uh, putting them actually in your blender. So, yes, you want to go ahead and take the skin off. Okay. Uh, and then, if, like I said, if you want to parade them to create, um, you know, a nice uh, smooth base, mm-hmm. or you can slice them up and uh, render them down uh, in a little honey or sugar. It's, it's really your choice. Uh, I, depends just on a, I just had a food processor as a gift for Christmas oh, last year. Oh, you're about to I have, some fun. have some fun. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Okay, thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Chris. Got a couple of minutes left in the show and some open phone lines. So if you'd like to work in your call about pies, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Our email address is food at mpbonline dot org. And from Clinton, who we heard from earlier, call back with a good tip uh, that's uh, especially important to keep in mind if you're doing that double crusted pie. You want to make sure that you uh, put some slits in the top crust as a little bit of vent to let some of that mm-hmm. steam out of there. Absolutely, Kevin. Uh, and, you know, and not only does it give it, you know, a great visual appeal when you're looking at it, but it does also serve a, a purpose. You want that uh, a heat to be able to circulate through it, the, throughout the pie so that it will be done once you get ready to serve it. Uh, one of my favorite pies that we have yet to mention is the chess pie. Chest pie. Because uh, it's got uh, butter and sugar and eggs, and it's it's really good. I've had a little bit of trouble, though. That was, that was my specialty for Thanksgiving for a number of years. And again, um, <clears throat> it's funny because uh, it, sometimes it's a little bit more liquid than you want it to be, and it's difficult to tell because it gets that nice kind of skin on the top. And so at the Thanksgiving table, I was always so nervous when someone put that first cut into it and hoping that it didn't then kind of leak out all over the... Uh, but uh, so uh, I think one of the tips, I think you might have even uh, helped me with this, is um, to sometimes put foil around the outside uh, so that the outside doesn't overcook and that that gives the, the inside a chance to firm up. Right. You can just take a little bit of foil, Kevin, at, like I did with the pie that I brought in today, because you don't want to burn that outside crust and cover the, the ring of that uh, pie crust and allow it to bake evenly that way. And and just like with your cakes, you all, you know, the, the secret is to grab a toothpick and to check the center, especially with, you know, chest pies or, you know, you serving egg pies and those kind of things, uh, because there is a particular kind of consistency that you're looking for and you don't want to get to the table. And uh, like you said, and, and people are, well, let's bring out the ice cream and use it for a <laughs> topping. <laughs> people were always very nice, but I always felt bad if it didn't turn out uh, just right. But and again. It was still edible, but it was just not optimum. So let's get one final call in the hour. It goes to Nancy in Byram. Good morning, Hi, Nancy. Nancy. Good morning. Thank you for the show. I'm sorry I tuned in late, but I wanted to share that I used to live in Maryland, and my favorite local produce market was between Bel Air and Rising Sun, Maryland, and they had a double-crust apple pie every Thanksgiving that had cranberries in it. It was a 
uh, on top of the second crust, they also put a hard confectioner sugar glaze or icing. And the combination of the cranberries, the apples, the glaze, and Thanksgiving was absolutely unbeatable. Mm. Absolutely. uh, While you were talking, I I got a visual of the beautiful Maryland landscape during the holidays and that pie and the fragrance and the cool air. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was (laughs) perfect. And I've tried to do my version. I can't quite match theirs, but it certainly does uh, pass well enough (laughs) (laughs) all right nancy good to hear from you that sounds like a great addition to an apple pie the little bit of tartness with the with the cranberries the craisins there so that sounds like a good addition and again the the uh, topping looked good too that uh, the little sugar there on the top sounded good as well absolutely and kevin um you know fruits pair sometimes extremely well with each other Uh, for me it's apples and pineapples together you get the sweetness and a little bit of the tartness from the pineapples that are really great she mentioned cranberries earlier even with the pie that we brought in today even though it was a peach pie there was a dollop of cool whip and uh, we added some raspberries because i'm always looking for that pop of color and the two tastes together were just fantastic all right, we've got less than a minute, so a quick tip. If someone wants to make a meringue pie, is there anything that you can uh, give them to uh, go on in terms of a nice meringue? Well, the secret is, Kevin, is, of course, separating the egg whites and, and from the yolks. And the meringue is found actually in the whites itself, and it's the perfect blending uh, and whipping of sugar and the egg whites. And you want this nice, billowy, billowy um uh, fluffiness in your egg white. And so usually what I do, Kevin, is I usually, um, once I've separated my whites and my yolks, is um, I um, just temper them just a little bit. The basin, I take a, a basin of, of warm water and a second bowl. The whites are in that. And I whip that way so that they rise really, really beautifully. All right. And that would make a great chocolate or lemon meringue pie. That's going to wrap us up for today. Thanks to everybody who called in. It was a great show this morning as we talked about pie. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio. It's funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Jonas Adams. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. And we'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.